Hey thoughties, welcome to another episode of The Thoughtful Ho. I'm your host, The Thoughtful Ho, and today we have Yanni Talks TV. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. So for those people that don't know what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I like to contribute to conversations around dating, sex, and relationships. You guys can find me at Yanni Talks TV on Instagram. And I like to make things lighthearted and fun when it comes to sex or taboo topics because I am an enthusiast when it comes to transparency within sex, within dating, and it should be something that's fun and we're all doing it. So why are we acting like all conservative and shy and like, this is the tabooist thing, you know? Um, so I like to, to shed a lens on a lot of stories or situations that may be unconventional um, and just have a light and a voice to amplify people's stories. When you wanted to do this, did you have the support of your family and friends and people backing you up for it? Um, family and friends, well, some of my family doesn't even know that I do this, i.e. my parents. I am Caribbean, originally Jamaican, so this type of thing is just not what you would be on the internet talking about, or even behind closed doors talking about. Um, (laughs) And it's interesting, my friends for sure, I have the support of my friends because, you know, I'm saying a lot of things, we're talking about a lot of things that they may um, not feel comfortable saying themselves, and eventually, you know, we create like a community to talk about certain things. Um, but when it comes to my other parts of my family, like say, for instance, I have brothers, right? So I'm the youngest child and I would get super embarrassed when I would post certain things about sex or if it's like crazy or dirty or like, actually like, not like the most like ladylike type of things to say or things I wouldn't say around my siblings. When I would post things like that, I would get so nervous and I would actually go on Instagram and I would mute them. I would mute them for my story so they couldn't see it. And then eventually it was just kind of like the list just grew. I'm like, okay, well, if I mute this brother, they're connected to this cousin. I'm not the mute. And it was just like, I was playing like a Rubik's cube, trying to figure out who to mute, unmute. And it was just too much. So I said, you know what? They're just going to have to see what they see. And if they don't like what they see, I'm going to allow them to mute me opposed to me feeling like I have to now proactively be dodging and ducking all of these people. And what it turns out is, my brothers now, they fully support my content. They, they are very encouraging of it. They'll be laughing at it. They'll be in, engaging with me. Um, so it's pretty cool. Like, I pretty much was writing myself out of, you know, engaging in certain conversations with them. But they're actually interested in continuing, like, conversations around sex and dating and things like that. Yeah. You say you have Jamaican roots. Mm-hmm. I am as well. I'm Jamaican and sex and stuff like that was not something that you would talk about. Um, It was a lot of like, yeah, (laughs) go read a book and, (laughs) and, um, a lot of like when their friends would come over, it'd be like, you go upstairs kind of thing or go to your room and you weren't allowed to even be in a conversation with big people because you are a child, you should know your place. Exactly. And I feel when you grow up like that and you have experiences where that's not something that's talked about, you end up finding a lot of wrong information. You end up having to figure it out on your own and asking your peers and your friends and all that stuff who don't know anything else either because 
they weren't able to talk openly about that kind of stuff. And I find that they end up having a lot of issues when it comes to sex because you don't know, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. And I think um, along those lines, I think that you also can like have an unhealthy relationship with sex because it's something that you're not taught to embrace or to, you know, have pleasure. It's just like, okay, well, don't have sex <laughs> like that mean girl scene where it's like don't have sex and that's it and it's kind of like what how, you was fucking that's how i'm here and y'all was not even married so make it make sense um so it's just it's just it's unfortunate but i think that our generation is doing a much better job with um empowering the kids and having them understand you know sexuality and sex and all those things opposed to it being like this secret taboo type of thing yeah um I've worked many a different jobs and I was working at an adult store and I've hired my younger sister at like most of my jobs that I've worked at and working at this adult store my mom was like this is not a place that you're going to hire your sister and I just thought to myself well she's in her 20s like wait you serious (laughs) I'm just gonna say the girl just turned 15 and got her work permit or something oh no like she was my sister coming into back what are you talking about yeah like, <laughs> 19 turning 20 and i was like are you kidding me like it's just sex and mm-hmm. it, and i would have facetime conversations with my mom and she would be like where are you and i'm like i'm at work and i would show her like the the products that we just got in and it was like she could have just died right there on the phone it's <laughs> the way that she just got so like stiff mm-hmm. and basically embarrassed and it's, I don't know why you're acting like I didn't see stuff in your drawer mm-hmm. like I've heard you having sex mm-hmm. like it's not it's not new it's, it's <laughs> new for me to be talking about it and so open mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. I've always been somebody who's like very comfortable with sex yeah. and sexuality but I had to become that way mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you you get to a point in your life where because you've had so many terrible experiences with it you kind of have to teach yourself yeah I don't know if you had any bad experiences where it kind of made you feel like okay I'm going to have to learn Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. being my sexy self Mm -hmm. and having that sexuality right Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think like in college I was always the friend that like I was like really into like masturbating and my friends would like get me vibrators like as a gift but for them it was like I was just like the outcast in a way. <laughs> it was like, they would be making fun of me, but it was just like, it is what it is. Um, but I always had like um, a pretty low body count. And, you know, I'm not into whatever, whatever your body count is, it is what it is. But for me personally, it became a thing of like confidence at some point, right? Like, oh, okay, well, this is what's expected of me, but like I've only had like this boyfriend or that boyfriend and maybe I'm lacking this experience. Do I tell them, you know, do I start this all? Like, mm. so that confidence, um, it takes some time to actually develop. And obviously things also come with experience. Um, but I think, you know, if we have those conversations, you know, even, I mean, I think it's a little bit different now that we have uh, the crazy, I don't know, 
the conversation is just much more open these days and you have the internet, you have so much to provide you with confidence. Even if you really don't have it, you listen to make the stallion and city girls a couple of times. You feel like, okay, let me go sit on a dick tonight. It's my night tonight. <laughs> and not saying that, you know, there were other female rappers that existed prior to them, but I feel like now it's just, it's just different with social media. Yeah. Like, music you talked about music and it's like yeah music has definitely become more open about it they're not there's no subliminal messages it's just straight up like this is what i'm gonna do and this is how it's gonna happen and there's no more like replacing dick with lollipop like no it's (laughs) like it doesn't work like that anymore yeah you just openly say it yeah and I think that this generation is becoming more confident in talking about it Mm -hmm. because we've done so much reflection and healing and we understand like, okay, you guys did what you did and that's how I got here, but you're not open to talking to me about it. And for all I know, most of the time, these parents are like young. They're fairly young when they have their kids like my mom was fairly young when she had me Mm -hmm. I was the third of her children she had Mm -hmm. me at 21 and Mm -hmm. by that time she had three kids right so for me I was kind of like well I mean I beat the age that you had three (laughs) so like when are you going to talk to me about this kind of stuff when I was younger my grandma did remodeling of the basement and my sex talk was like, don't make this basement into a hotel. And I was like, what the, what the fuck is that? Your mom are calling you a me or grandma. Who didn't see you feel like a hooker? Like, oh I don't know how God. your sex talk went. Did you ever have one? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is insanity. Um, that's funny though. Um, <laughs> well, my dad would talk to me all the time, but it came from a place of like, guys are just going to want to have sex with you. Don't be pregnant. Um, and then like, as I got older, like, I want to say maybe I'm like 17. It's like, oh, have you heard of birth control methods? Um, like, yes, I, I'm 17 at this point. I actually had success class and I have friends and like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, and then I remember one day, like, so my dad would always use the opportunity when he would be driving me to have like conversations in general. And I remember one day I had to be like, 19 at this point and then he's like are you a virgin and I was just like what <laughs> just so random out the blue and I'm like yes like it's just so weird to have that type of relationship there would be no other answer like why would I ever say anything different um and for my mom there was never a true talk I remember one day I was maybe about 16 a friend of mine and I we were going to a pool party and I don't know if my mom went through some of my stuff. I don't know what happened, but something triggered this woman as I'm leaving. And I'm like, bye, mom. And she's like, okay, bye. Don't have sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then when I went off to college, she like, I still have this, but when I went off to college, she wrote me this letter. And in the letter, she was saying things like, be careful of all the decisions that you make. One decision could change your life in, one, in a matter of seconds. And I mean, that can allude to like a few things, but I'm pretty sure that she was definitely probably talking about like 
pregnancy and things like that. Um, so those were my sex uh, talks and four page letters. I just don't understand why their trauma has to be other people's trauma. Like, and yeah. it's a generational trauma that but they've gone through. Like, and then it's like, I don't even think it's necessarily trauma. I think they just know what they know, right? Like their parents weren't sitting them down having a talk, right? So they just knew what they knew. <laughs> and, you know, I guess they just did the best that they could with what they had. And there is, especially within our community, a sense of like shame or like tabooism around sex. It's not something that you're going to be, you know, openly just talking about, like they're not going to be on podcasts talking about sex. You know, that's just not what's happening. Um, so I just kind of feel like, not necessarily, to me, it's not necessarily trauma. It's just, you know, what they knew growing up and they don't know any different and they're only going to transfer to us what we know. But I think with our generation is a bit different and things have changed with like the age of the internet and, you know, the outspokenness and the, you know, even with like gen gender identity and how that's changing and sexuality, you know, things have shifted a bit. So I think we are more open and we can be more communicative and um, it's, it, there's definitely a shift now. So like, obviously with our kids, I'm sure that we're going to, you know, communicate a bit different, um, especially around pleasure and, you know, obviously pregnancy and protection, all that stuff. But I don't know. But right now, it's funny because now it's like, I low-key, this is a uh, podcast, this episode is about like sex as a senior citizen. <laughs> and the episode I listened to, and it was really good. It was like this couple, they're like, I don't know, I think maybe in their 70s or so, I don't remember. And they're trying to keep their, they're talking about their sex life and how things have changed and you know, the man isn't going by Viagra now. And, you know, sometimes the woman doesn't have, want to have sex. So the woman basically let him go have sex, sometimes with men, because it's something he wants to explore. Um, but it was just really interesting to see sex from another lens, which is, you know, people are going to age and they're still going to be interested in having sex. And I was like, hmm, how can I send this to my parents? Like, do I just like shoot it in a text? <laughs> <laughs> And be like, hey, I just came across. I was like, I'm just a link. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I also don't want it to seem like, I don't know, I don't know. Like, this is so random. I'm like, if I send it to my mom, I feel like I should send it to my dad too. If I send it to my dad, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to share it with them at some point because it is a very insightful podcast. That is so interesting because um, I have like an interview coming up and it's with an older couple they are in their 60s and they are into kink and I thought that was really cool because you know like you don't really hear about older sex and even within like porn categories it's like granny with boy next door <laughs> it's not like to older people it's like you have to have that like taboo of like a really young person and a really old person and yeah I mean but also in, in all fairness fairness I feel like um I don't know what the like the analytics are for porn but I know that I probably wouldn't be like anxious to watch two grandmas and grandpas <laughs> like I don't know if my like Will my porn taste change when I'm like <laughs> old and wrinkly? Am I gonna want to see people that like have know, their hips right? touching their belly button just like me? I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? I just I don't even 
I don't even know where to start looking for like that kind of stuff. Cause mm-hmm. like you said, like we're not looking for it now, but I don't know if I'll be looking for that in the future. That is true. Good point. Do you feel that there's a stigma about talking about sex and sexuality and being a sensual person? Um, well, I think that as a woman, absolutely. Um, just because I think that, you know, within society, it's like conditioned for women to just be kind of like quiet and meek and, you know, you can be sexual. You should be, basically, you should be a virgin hoe. Like you should not have too many bodies. You should, um, be like meek and timid, but yet you should really know how to fuck. Like you should know how to do all these things. Um, so I think when it comes to the like taboo is, I think as a woman, um, I think it's definitely kind of taboo to talk about stuff like this because it's like, I don't know. I think men, even if men know that you are single or you're having sex, it's like, they don't want to know. They don't want to hear it. Their egos can't handle, um, I guess knowing, I think what it is, men, I don't think they can handle the fact that other people also know right they can know but the fact that everyone else knows i feel like it's you know just something that makes their ego just extra fragile like even with um me doing yanni talks tv um there's a guy that i know and he's been interested in me for some time and he's engaged with yanni talks and he thinks it's so funny and he loves it and one day he told me like yeah if we were to ever date you would have to stop. Like, you have to cut this whole thing. Not like you have to transition the type of... It was like, you have to... this. And I was like, why? And he was like, I just wouldn't like you talking about... But, and I, it just, but you love it right now. <laughs> but if you were to date all of a sudden... And it's just, it's just an ego thing. Like, you don't want to hear, like, oh, it's your girl. She's on the internet talking about how to suck dick or maybe past experiences that she's had or whatever. You just... You can't handle that. Um, and it's... It's unfortunate, especially for women, because I think that it can be like, um, to me, like a scarlet letter or something at some points where it's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. Like a guy can kind of seems like they kind of like get away with that kind of stuff, like talking about their body count or talking about the fact that they were with this person and they were fucking them like this and it was so good and da da da. But if I was like, Hey, I was fucking this person and it was so good. Like the only thing that I didn't like is that, you know, they didn't really know that you're supposed to use a lot of lube until you don't need lube. <laughs> like that kind of shit. I, women kind of get the shit end of the stick, but I'm starting to see a lot more, empowerment in that and I'm starting to see a lot more of taking back that whole scarlet letter like you said like Mm -hmm. embracing Mm -hmm. and I don't know what it is but this generation like I can't wait to see the kids that they're going to produce because I feel like they're going to just be so open and so ready. And so like, you know, they're not going to be ashamed because I feel like there's so much shame and stigma against things. And I just, I can't wait to see it. Like I think about it sometimes and I'm just like, you know, something like I am not going to have my child feeling 
like this kind of feeling of when they actually finally do lose their virginity or something and they don't want to talk to me about it. Like I don't want that to be a thing. Yeah. And I don't want them to feel like their male counterparts are totally okay with just using and abusing women for whatever it is. I want them to understand like you can have that power to do the same thing. If you want to have sex and you want to fuck and like you want to do it with multiple people. Like, I don't want you to have that shame. And yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a lot of exploration that has to happen. I agree. So when you think about, um, like slut shaming and stuff, how does that tie into, what you want to produce when you have your conversations with people. I'm anti-slut shaming. Like I am pro-slut, <laughs> anti-slut shaming. Um, Cause it's like, what's a, what's a slut really, right? Someone who is advocating for their own pleasure, you know, someone is enjoying themselves. It's just, I am not here for slut shaming. If someone participated in something and it brought them joy, then if you like it, I love it continue on um you know I think also I don't know a lot of slut shame just really comes from you know people also really not even knowing themselves because I think if there was because I think if a lot if people had the opportunity to really do whatever they wanted sexually and no one would ever find out then I feel like people would be a lot more exploratory um, and a lot more willing to act on their curiosity. Um, because like even the conversations that I have with people just casually, people are curious of certain things, but it's like, uh, you could tell sometimes it's like they're being held back because they're part- they would be participating in these acts with someone else, meaning that that other person may have some type of power over them to out them or, um, you know, shares you know have this personal information about them they may want to keep private um but i think that if there was the opportunity for no one to find out i think a lot of people would definitely be exploring things that they're curious about so if a quote-unquote slut is actually doing that what is wrong with that they're actually more courageous to me (laughs) to actually be acting on certain things and not be concerned about what other people what other people think I mean, there are a lot of things that I even would explore if I wasn't too afraid of what other people might think, right? There are certain things where I may be limiting myself because I am not there just yet. So, yeah, I'm here for the slits. You're in L.A., right? I am in L.A. Do you guys have, like, sex clubs and stuff like that? Because in Toronto, like, we have sex clubs and I feel that a lot of that is, it is like kink shame free in mm-hmm. sex clubs. I don't know. Do you guys have mm-hmm. that stuff there? You know, to be honest with you, I don't know. Um, I have done research to see. And what I've always discovered has looked very much like I would probably get sold into human trafficking. So I've never gone deeper. Like, it would just be some strange things that I've seen online. But um, I have met some folks, and there are, like, parties 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like really big houses and um, like no phones and maybe there's like a theme or a costume or whatever the case might be and people go and have a good time. So I actually met someone just a few weeks ago and she says that she um, goes to these parties or these events quite often and she says she'll invite me to the next one which I think is I think June. So I'm looking forward to going and checking it out. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, in Toronto, we have a couple of them and it's so amazing because these are, Toronto's a big city, but it's like a repetitive city. You see the same people all the time. Yeah. So like going to these sex clubs, it's Uh awesome to see that same person that was like your grocery clerk just like no it's not <laughs> <laughs> I think you want you want you back my groceries earlier and they're like yeah i'm trying to eat them now what yeah no. i feel like that's so awesome because it's kind of like uh i don't know it's kind of like um like a superhero like this is your like superhero life <laughs> behind the closed doors i think that they're so cool and i like the fact that it's very much you know that you're seeing these people all the time and at the time i was working at a sex shop like at an mm-hmm. adult store so mm-hmm. like you're seeing these people and then you're seeing them like naked mm-hmm. and it there was no awkwardness cuz like it's just so kink shame free that it's so beautiful seeing people be open to things. Yeah. Um, Like, I think that's where it comes from. It seems like it would be awkward to think that like this person's bagging groceries and then wanting to eat you out. But I think it's, I think it's an, an interesting dynamic because if, you were more open if people were like more open to that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. then there wouldn't be a need to feel like this is the only place that I can be who I am Mm -hmm. right you don't get that opportunity to like be your open self yeah so like having things like that I think are really interesting but yeah I've I've seen like I've seen some people that like will give you like a smirk down the sidewalk when you're walking. You're like, hmm. (laughs) So I've seen that aspect too. And I'm just like, oh, you're, you're clothed. Do you look different clothed? Like, (laughs) like I see your face now. Your face, right? (laughs) But like, I also think that's how it is. Well, like the nude beaches in Toronto too. Like Mm. you get to see people just, like free titties out and it's just like I don't know I think it's just so beautiful to see people free Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. free and And, open and comfortable yeah yeah and I feel that like the next generation to come and this generation that we're having all these kids and stuff like I think they're gonna be like super free the titty like, they're going to be very much like a free the titty kind of generation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I know. Like, I don't know if you have any tips or tricks of how to be more of a 
confident sexual being do you have any tips or tricks or any anything that you tell yourself um well I would just say that you can be whoever you want to be so like when you think about the fact that Beyonce she gets on the stage and she performs she's not performing as Beyonce like she turns herself on and she gets off Java roll up the partition please And that's Sasha Ferris, right? So I think that if you create this persona of who you want to be, how you want to feel, how you want to look, and get in your acting bag, pretend you're an actor or whatever the case might be, you're doing method acting. And method acting is essentially when you are literally living and breathing the character who you're trying to portray. So um, get that idea in your head and get out of your own head and own it like I mean most of us have watched like Inventing Anna I don't know if you guys have oh yeah yeah we see this girl created this whole world based on nonsense (laughs) or nothing so I think that you know believing however you feel whatever you want to feel first and foremost and then creating that that persona right creating that alter ego and knowing that like I look good I feel good and owning that shit right like if you listen to, like, for instance, if you listen to the City Girls, they talk all of this stuff in their raps, but listen to them on interviews. They've gone on interviews um, or podcasts, and they're supposed to be talking about all sex. And it's very, it tends to be very, 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 I don't want to use the word shallow, but it tends to be very, what's the word? What is the word? Uh, very prudish. You would never, ever, if you were to listen to that podcast, you would never attach the city girls with the the, <laughs> the way that they speak around sex and how shy. And it's the same thing, right? So, okay, you got to go fuck your man tonight. All right, you're going to put on whatever you're putting on. You got to feel that shit. Embody however you want to come across, how you want to feel. And if you don't believe it, why should he believe it or feel it? You coming across all timid and like, <laughs> no. Own that shit. Own whatever you want to feel. You could be whoever you want to be. You could be whatever you want to be. But you just have to, like, you know, unblock those things that you have in your mind or the fears that you have in your mind and get out of your own head. So with your Instagram account, I love it. It has, like, such a – it has such, like, a raw kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. It has, like, a very raw but, like, put-together very digestible like you know like somebody's not gonna go on your instagram account and be like nope and turn around (laughs) they're gonna be more intrigued to learn (laughs) and to know these things Mm -hmm. and the number one thing that i thought was hilarious like i saw that my friend sent me your instagram account was like you need to interview her this is amazing and i was like okay I'm going to connect. And Mm -hmm. the one thing that I was like, oh my God, she's hilarious. Were your signs. Oh gosh. (laughs) Your signs are amazing. Is that that what your friend sent you? Yes. Which one did she she share with you? The one that was like, um, let me show you. Just for just for context, while you look at that, just for the for the listeners, um, well, myself and the signs can both be found at Yanni Talks TV on Instagram, Y O N I Talks TV. Um, but essentially, I will create just like dude with a sign. I'll have like a cardboard sign where I'll write like either clever or witty um, 
sexual or relationship type things that I'll just like hold them up in public. <laughs> I'll hold them up in public and um and then I'll take a picture and put on Instagram. So the one that she sent me was the one arm on neck, one arm on frontle. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, no, she didn't. That time that video was so crazy. Frontal, frontal off. <laughs> Why are you acting crazy? Why I'm acting crazy? You said, when I say that, when you had one arm on neck, one hand on frontal. <laughs> that video was so funny. I, I was like, she's, holding this up in the world. I love this right now. <laughs> Do you ever have people come up to you and want to take pictures with you? I have. Um, people definitely will sometimes stop and just ask for a picture or they'll just um, take pictures like while I'm just there because I'm just there in public. So <laughs> sometimes people just start snapping. Um, it's interesting. It's fun. Oh my gosh. I was like, I love this so much. Just all up in the streets and <laughs> I and thought I've that done, was so I've hilarious. Done, I've done interviews too, like with the sign. Like I did. Um, when I, I don't know if you've seen the sign. What I said: um, the clitoris is not a DJ booth. Yeah, that, and I was like on the beach, and I did like interviews, and I also had one that said "Black men do cheat," <laughs> and I did interviews with that too. So it was just like always a lot of fun. I like. How do you even come up with this stuff? Because they're um, so clever. Um, um, okay, so like for instance, like the one arm on neck, one hand, one hand on frontal, that was just something be- that came just because of the fact that that was really popular at the time, um, yeah. that girl sharing that video. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's just how I feel. Like the most popular signs that I have is I had traveled to East Africa. I was in Seychelles and the place I was staying was really beautiful. It was like an infinity pool type of thing, ocean behind us. It was just like very picturesque. And I was just like, every girl wants to be taken on vacation and bent over the balcony. So I was like, I didn't make a sign about that. <laughs> so I made a sign. It was just like, take her on vacation and bend her over the balcony. And that one has definitely made its rounds. Like, I think at that point, I think it has like 70,000 shares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's definitely made its way around. Um, but it's just, sometimes it's just like a certain mood I might be in, something that I may see, or just like in that moment, it was just like, this is just right. I need to advocate for the women to get taken on vacay and to be treated right. <laughs> Have you ever had somebody say like that they want to like, comment back, saying that they want to do that to you, whatever sign you're holding? So I would say maybe not necessarily do it to me. People are pretty, I don't want to say respectful, but um, I mean, if there are, typically it's like so far and few and in between where it doesn't really stick. But there are some guys who will say certain things like, oh, just basically call you, call yourself a prostitute. So basically, he, basically he's buying you out to fuck, like stuff like that. And it's just like, Mr. Sir, just like relax okay <laughs> just just relax um but those people are just like more so like a rarity so I don't really I don't really care okay because I always find that if you're really open about sex and stuff the dms just become so stupid 
Um, you know, it's interesting. Like, my DMs are not, like, super duper crazy. Like, there are guys who do, obviously, try themselves. Uh, I mean, try try it or, you know, try to shoot their shot. But it's never anything too, too crazy. I mean, there are some guys that obviously participate in some, like, like there's this one guy that was like, oh, please, um, I want you to tell me how small my dick is. <laughs> So it it does vary, but it's not like a lot of like people are pretty respectful of pretty respectful of me. Thankfully, it's not like a you know a disrespectful type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Because like I would get a lot of DMs and stuff um, on my other Instagram account. Mm-hmm. That's not the problem. Like I would get a lot of DMs, and it got to the point where. I was like, I don't want anyone's unsolicited dick pics. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want these. Oh I don't God. want. I don't want to open up photos of your dick. Like, oh I don't want that. So for a little while, I started posting them in my story and tagging yeah. person. And I was like, I mean, if you're so freely oh giving God. it, I freely put it out. But then I thought to myself, Listen, I don't want to get revenge porn out here and then somebody <laughs> <to> see you. <laughs> I want to like torture anybody else i was like i was being tortured so i stopped doing that because i was like you know it's not fair for me to put everybody else through it yeah yeah yeah. yeah, like i've had people be like oh like but you gotta if you do something if i was your man i would xyz and i just had to put in my story like if you're my man then like just tell me what you're going to do. Like, no, just give me the money. Just give me, the money. give me whatever you're like. There's no more. If I was just stop saying if just yes. send me stuff like that. I, is just nonsense to me. Ask like, for my PayPal. <laughs> like I'm tired. Stuff like that is just nonsense. Like if I was your, okay. Or I, Mr. Sir, I don't have time for this. Right. I, it was just, it just got to the point where I was just like, I just can't anymore just yeah yeah like I had people call me a gold digger and I was like I mean if you think I'm a gold digger not giving me anything then like bye. <laughs> <laughs> it, at this I mean, point that just means you're wasting my time like don't do that I mean it's also kind of like at this point it's just kind of like I don't know, a gold digger being um, offensive is just not what it used to be anymore. Um, and I love the fact that women are a little bit more vocal and empowered to say that they have certain standards financially. Um, and even if those standards are like the forefront of your needs and you're saying like, yeah, I want someone for their money. I'm happy that women are now able to communicate that instead of pretending that you care about certain values that you might not. So let them dig for that gold. Let them dig for that platinum. Like <laughs> goals, goals. Can it just be like a sugar baby, but like no sugar? So more like, more like a Splenda baby. <laughs> like that stuff all exists out there. I know I've definitely had my fair share of um, of of men who it was never like an arrangement. Like you know, sugar baby, sugar daddies. That tends to be an actual arrangement, but. Um, I've definitely had my fair share of guys who have invested in me and I've never done more than a hug. 
I've been flown across the world more than once and not more than a hug. See, like a sugarless baby. <laughs> like sugar free, sugar free. <laughs> like, just nice. a high five. <laughs> exactly. Thanks. You meet me at the airport and just like, cool, high five. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <You> never. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I do want to preface that by saying, like, never in these situations is it like a, oh, because I think one thing that's happening right now that I find to be very dangerous that women are doing, I guess now to, I don't know, just very appealing and attractive, like, oh, to get flown out or to get this or to just get things from men. Um, I think a very dangerous game that some women are playing is um, getting flown out with men who they may not make it explicitly clear on what's going to happen or what's not going to happen. And the man is expecting something and, or like, Oh, I'm just going to do this to use him. And that's it. And do what you have to do, but just be mindful of like the repercussions, mindful of the type of man that you're actually dealing with. And also be aware that things can change at any moment. So Make sure you have extra cash if you have to get on another flight, if you have to get your own place, um, or if anything goes goes wrong. Because I feel like I've definitely seen things on online. I'm like, this girl is not even set up for this type of life. Like, why is she even putting herself in this situation just to get flown out? It's not worth it. So. Yeah, the, the plan is to always make sure you have a way out, an escape of your own, and not just relying on their money you know absolutely absolutely but I think even even more important like know what you're going to do because it's like I'm all always about communication right um so I'm always about communication so if there's a difference between say for instance a man that you may not have ever been intimate with but y'all are cool y'all may have like a friend relationship and maybe they just have money so there was they may have an interest in you and at some point they probably you know want to have sex and you know at any point will probably be great for them but they're not going to try you they're going to respect you y'all are just going to be friends but there's also other guys who it's like they're they have an interest and them flying you out they're flying you out to fuck you and a lot of times that stuff is clear, but sometimes women, we could be delusional or act like we don't see or certain things. So if you get all happy, let me pack my bags, but you don't got no plans to fuck this man. It's kind of like that girl, that girl a long time ago, that, that future flew out, future flew the girl out. I want to say she flew out to LA. And when she got here, she was basically like, oh, I'm not fucking or something like that. And she was like, all right, that's fine. Find your own way back home peace out basically um so it's just like know what it is that you're signing up for know the type of guy that you're dealing with and if you're not trying to fuck or if you have no intentions of anything just know what type of man because it can be very dangerous unfortunately very very quickly and maybe just communicate i've told guys straight up before like hey i don't like what are the pretenses of this trip like what you expecting from this trip exactly like okay i just gotta show up but we just go okay we're going as friends you're just being kind okay Great. It's good to have friends like you in my circle, but that's very different than I'm showing up expecting just like cute, expecting to have like a free vacation and he's expecting, oh, I might be better her over the balcony. And that was a disconnect <laughs> with us, yeah. and, uh, you know, on the vacation. So I would definitely just like know what you're signing up for. Don't just be so anxious for a free trip that you can say that you got flown out for that you end up in a dangerous situation. 
Has having your social media been a positive impact for your, I want to say your movement? I feel like it's a movement. Um, What do you mean? Like, have people reached out to you and said, like, hey, you helped me with X, Y, and Z, or you helped me feel whatever, if it's... Like, you helped me feel empowered. You you made me feel good. You answered the questions that I was looking for, but I was too scared to ask. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of people, I get to connect with, like, a lot of different people all over the world, and they'll share their stories or ask questions, ask for my advice. And even, like, some of, like, the content that I'll post, especially when it comes to, like, the rules where there are, um, knowledge sharing, like when I posted, like, oh, what was it? Like, how to give like a banging blowjob or how to ride, um, stuff like that. It's like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, I didn't know this or I tried this and it actually really worked. Um, and that's really meaningful because sometimes the people who are responding, I just wouldn't suspect. Like, sometimes it's like, I don't know, there's like a, a guy, a, a, like a middle aged Indian man that's like, how did you even find me? <laughs> I mean, respectfully, please do keep watching and engaging. But it's like, how did you find me? But he's like, yeah, this was so good. It's so helpful. Thank you. And it's just like, everyone really is going through the same thing. Everyone is like curious and doing the same thing. So I try. I try to do good work on the forefront <laughs> for, for pleasure activism. Yeah, I feel like it's like a movement. I don't know how you would describe it, but I definitely feel like you give your whole page, your whole everything, like the things that I've watched that you've uh-huh. said, like to me, it feels so empowering and it seems like a movement. Like mm-hmm. it makes me feel like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm, I got some other people that have these questions. Like I'm not the only one. Yeah. 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 And that's great. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, that's all I can ask for is for it to build like a community, right. Within that type of movement to, yeah. I'm trying, girl. When you started, did you think that this was going to have the impact that it has? Um, no. So when I started, well, I would always have, like, conversations with, like, friends or just, like, I'm out somewhere and, like, conversation strikes. It'll always end up, like, around relationship. And my views on relationships were just always thought, like, I was just, like, so crazy and so funny. And so it always ended up being, like, a very, like, passionate engaging type of conversation between like men and women and eventually when I started doing Yanni Talks it was when Insecure aired one of the season premieres and I don't remember which season it was but it was after Lawrence started like busting down Tasha and everyone was invested I remember the men were like so excited for Lawrence the women were like oh my god we need to regroup what's going on um so that was something that I didn't just have conversations with like myself and a couple guests about like how whatever the episode of Insecure, how it related to our own personal lives. And when the season of Insecure would end, I would not talk about it, talk about anything anymore. That would just be the end of Yanni Talks. I would just like go back to my regular normal life and um, not really think twice about it. It wasn't until I want to say there was, I think at one point, did Insecure go off? go off for like two years or something. Yeah, and um, came back with their finale. Like, yeah, they went, yeah, yeah. They went off the air for some time. So um, 
eventually people just kept on saying like, you should just talk about yourself, talk about your own story, talk about your life. And I was like, but I am so boring. Why would anyone want to listen to me? <laughs> like I have nothing to talk about. And they're like, no, when you talk to me, you're talking to your friends about stuff all the time and it's so engaging. And I'm like, ah, and I'm like, okay, fine. So then I just started like doing lives, talking about my own like personal life and my own dating life and like, you know, tips and things like that. And that's how I got more comfortable sharing like more about myself. And then eventually that led into like being really comfortable doing them signs and like just talking about like a little bit more risque type of things. I like that. I feel like that's such a humble beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anytime you have people saying that they want more, like that's probably like the best feeling ever. Like, oh, you want more of this? Like, I'm just mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> but, I, know, like, I, know. I know, exactly. Like, um, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it, it's interesting too, like, I don't know, because it's like, I also don't fully always put myself out there, but like it's sometimes where I'll do fun things. Like, um, I don't know if you saw this content or not, but like when I went to Dubai and I was on my way back to the States, um, on the, the plane, it was like a business class cabin. So there was like a lounge and a bar back there. And I ended up like seeing this guy and he was so fine. And I was like, oh, how can I get him to talk to me? And then I just like put the entire story on Instagram as it was unfolding. Um, did you end up seeing that? No, I didn't. Now I'm so interested. I'm like, I need to go back. <laughs> it was so good. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Everyone was like so invested in this damn story. I mean, it was very entertaining, both in real time and as I was telling it. Um, I had a highlight, but I think I'll put the highlight back up because it was, it, was, it was really fun, but it was oh, a great Please, put it up. <laughs> it a whirlwind of a, of a, a romance. It was so good. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to continue. Um, sorry, my dad is fixing something. I'm going to continue um, just trying to like just share bits more and more and more of um, myself. Naturally, I'm also like a writer. Like I enjoy storytelling, but like also like more so from the writing perspective. So sometimes like I get with, like these things where it's like, oh, I don't feel like creating content. I don't feel like blah, blah, blah. I just want to write. But no one's reading like, you know, blogs the way that they used to back in the day. So yeah, people are people are looking out for your highlights. <laughs> people I are looking I, out for your next flight. And if you see, something. I know I gotta I gotta put that uh that highlight up there. I had I had it up there at one point, but I removed it because I don't know Instagram was doing something weird where it was taking out certain um certain story pieces. They were was removing so then it was like it wasn't flowing like it was supposed to. But um, let me give it another shot. I'm going to put it on TikTok otherwise anyway. So we'll see. So what do you hope that listeners take away from this podcast episode? What do I hope listeners take away? Um, I hope that um, anyone listening just finds themselves to be empowered sexually to do whatever they find to bring them pleasure. And if you don't know what that is, I hope that they feel empowered to explore and be curious to figure it out. Um, There should be no shame around pleasure. It shouldn't be any type of taboo around pleasure. I think that 
we should be seeking it and we should be um, indulging as often as, as we can. We live in a harsh world, man. Like, don't ever feel slut shame because you choose to explore pleasure through sex. Um, don't be ashamed of your curiosity to sh- try certain things. Try it. You don't know if you like something until you try it. So I hope that people take all those things away and also that confidence is key. So don't feel like you have to be in your head. Create your alter ego and be whoever you want to be, okay? I will I will implore everyone listening to um, create their alter ego if they don't have it already. Send me a pic. Send me, send me a pic. I want to see like a pic with me on alter ego stage, a little video <laughs> of, what that, of what that looks like. So let them know where to find you. What's your socials? Because you said it in the beginning, but for the people that weren't able to get it right away, let's. Yeah, so um, you can really find me on Instagram at Yanni Talks TV. That's Y O N I Talks with an S TV. Um, I don't bite. I'm not shy. Like, definitely engage with my content. I'll engage back and I love to create like a community. So. I hope to see some of you guys on the other side. Yes. Be part of the movement. Yes, yes, yes. Part of the movement. So thank you so much for talking to me and for sharing your like insight. And I'm really excited to see that highlight. So please (laughs) back up. And I can't wait to see what you have in the future. And to see the growth and everything that you have planned and not planned, right? Yeah, I, I know. Everything, sometimes the things that aren't planned, they work out really, really well. But um, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you being thoughtful and thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> I see. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, Thanks for listening to another episode of The Thoughtful Ho. As always, I am your host, The Thoughtful Ho.